Justin Montney on the Mixed Morning Grind. Special guest joining me this morning from Greenland Garden Center. It is Deb Servin. Deb, how are you? Uh, we're doing great here at Greenland. I was going to say, it must have been a fantastic summer for you, although it was a bit bit hot and dry. It was really hot and dry, and as much as we enjoy that heat, finally some heat in summertime, it really took its toll on uh, basically getting moisture in the ground for trees and shrubs and perennials. So as we're going into fall, you have asked these asked me to talk about fall prep at a perfect time because we still have lots of time to, to get in our yards and get the right things done so that our plants are alive in spring. Absolutely. So we had you on in the springtime. You had some great tips, especially for new gardeners. Uh, now we're into the fall. Maybe these new gardeners need to know at this time of the year what to do because there is some important steps that you can do to improve your garden, to improve your yard and set it up uh, to succeed. So what are some of the things that pop up for you, Deb? Okay, so when I, I talk to new gardeners, lots of times they're overwhelmed. They're like, I don't know what to cut back. I don't know what I should be doing. And I want to try to bring it to a level where it, let's not get so worried about what's cutting down and what we're covering up, etc. Let's do some basics to start. And one of the most important things right now is to get watering. Our soils are so dry right now and if we don't get water around the root ball of those plants so that it's nice and moist at the time of freeze up when those trees and especially evergreens go to leaf out in spring if there's no moisture in the ground then that's when we start seeing the yellowing and the browning but we often don't see that on evergreens until probably April or May because there's not sufficient moisture so starting now right up until freeze up which sometimes is early November is when we want to make sure our soil is staying moist. Mother Nature sometimes helps. Actually, last October, we had a lot of rain, and so a lot of people got lucky. But it's not looking like much rain is happening. So literally right now, I'm saying deep root water as much as you can. And that's a slow drip on a hose for sometimes around like a a beautiful cedar, an evergreen that has the soft green leaves. You may be doing it for at least half an hour, and I may be doing that in my yard for the next four weeks straight, once a week, just wow. to make sure that the soil is staying moist. Uh, it's, it's absolutely crucial in keeping them alive. You could cover them. You could try to prevent them from wind damage. That won't do near as much as getting moisture in the ground. So we do sell deep root waters that actually, uh, it, 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 either Ross root feeder or other attachments that are just a steel spike you put in the ground that you can go really, really deep into it. Or a very slow drip on a hose will work also. I find the deep root waters are just more uh, water conserving because they don't waste water. It doesn't end up all over the top level. It goes right to the root. Wow. So you're really playing a long-term game there uh, because you're thinking that as far ahead as you know six months down the road, even maybe even longer than that, but the work that you do now really is going to pay off. Absolutely. And a lot of people have put a lot of time and money into their yards. I mean, with COVID, a lot of people got, you know, bought a whole bunch of things in their yard for new landscapes. And so anything that's supposed to live for next spring, whether it's roses, trees, shrubs, evergreens, even perennials, that's a good investment. So I know, you know, you have to pay a little bit more on water if Mother Nature doesn't bring us that moisture, but it's worth it in the long run because you don't have to do the work in replacing it. Now, transitioning to the lawn, there's a lot of leaves all across the lawn, all across uh, Strathcona County and Fort Saskatchewan and Sturgeon County. You see it everywhere. Should we be raking these? Should we let them set? There's, you hear things conflicting sometimes. You're the expert, Deb. You tell yeah. us what to do. So you do hear things 
it's conflicting. Um, in the grass itself, uh, I want to clarify that horticulture is one big opinion. It's <laughs> it's the science based <laughs> science based opinions, and in our opinion at Greenland, uh, we do think that uh, leaf cleanup is important on the grass, especially because if you have a whole bunch of leaves on your grass and then you get snow on there, what happens as the snow melts in spring, you get what we call snow mold and it literally can kill out your grass. So we want to have grass and then snow and then that snow will just provide adequate moisture. It won't be nothing will be stifling it. So yes, clean up those leaves. A lot of people like to leave the leaves to use as what we call a mulch in their beds. So what they'll do is they have tender roses or tender plants and they think, if I put these leaves around there, then if we don't have snow, then it'll help. That's okay to do. I personally prefer to remove most of my leaves uh, because I have mostly hardy plants. And then in spring, the cleanup is so much easier because those leaves are not going to compost down over winter. They're still going to be there in a wet mess in spring. Right. So I would rather clean up the majority of the leaves. And then if I do have the odd plant that I feel is tender, I just mulch those. And I sometimes will just throw bark mulch all over it. You can certainly put leaves. Just make sure they're clean leaves. They're not from a tree that had any fungus or diseases in it. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I was also curious about this. Uh, you know, a lot of folks think that uh, seeding uh, the lawn, maybe if you've been uh, wanting to, to do this, you've been uh, kind of tearing up the, the yard, seeding right now is probably one of the best times to do it. Is that true? And do you suggest that? Again, in our opinion, uh, seeding is okay in the fall, but it really in the, in the spring is, is fine too. And the only reason I say um, not in the fall is because and I actually don't say not in the fall. I, you can overseed at any time because grass seed is hardy. It'll germinate in spring if it doesn't germinate now. It's just, I do a lot of cleanup on my grass in spring. I'm doing lots of raking. And if I overseed in the fall and it hasn't germinated, I feel like I'm just kind of undoing my work. Right. Uh, yeah. So I like to do it in early spring because grass seed will not germinate at anything below 10 below Celsius anyway. So if it's this cool, that seed will just sit there from this point on. But if you have a large area that you want to do and you feel like you won't get to it in spring, it certainly won't harm the grass seed. You just, you know, have to weigh out the pros and cons in regards to spring cleanup because a lot of people are power raking, aerating, and then that grass seed is gone anyway. Gotcha. Okay, so before, in, we trans- yeah. before we transition indoors, is there anything else outdoors that we should be covering as gardeners? Yes. Uh, so in regards to grass, just make sure that it is cleaned up from leaves but don't cut it too short. A lot of people will almost shear it right down. We want to have enough, like probably a few inches if you can, two to three inches. I mean, it's not going to kill the grass, but uh, having that extra length on it does help a bit. You don't want it too long because then you'll have that, that snow mold problem in the spring. So cutting it, and you also, a lot of people are asking about fertilizer. You can use a fall fertilizer. And actually, we'd like to use fall fertilizer. Uh, but you have to use one that is specific to Alberta climates. So a lot of them, we're seeing name brands that are like, uh, the first number is 32, which is nitrogen, it's greening things up. It's too late to be putting on too much nitrogen at this point. So watch for a low first number, 
maybe a, a medium, a middle number. And then the last number is very high because that last number is potassium. That actually adds to strength. It makes your grass stronger for the winter. So uh, the brand that we're selling right now is a ProMix brand that has, you know, those lower numbers on it. But just be careful. No 3200 at this time of year. And yes, it is a good time to be doing that right now. So fertilizing your lawn is good. There's no need to fertilize any plants, any perennials, these soft, herbaceous things that some people don't even know a perennial or a shrub. And if you're not sure, just leave it till spring. But if you know it's a perennial and it's already starting to turn yellow, then I like to use like a a pruning saw. It looks like a serrated knife and just shear it right off. Um, we have beautiful grasses that can stay up for the winter and uh, you don't have to cut those back but some of them they're looking really ugly like our hostas and stuff like that right now I like to get rid of them in fall just because it cleans me up for spring but if you left it till spring it's okay it's sometimes it's a little extra mulch so you don't have to feel like you're going to do right or wrong by not doing it I personally like less work in the spring because I'm I'm busy at work anyway and I it's usually pretty cool in spring i'd rather do it in this beautiful weather right now yeah so um yeah watering you certainly can fertilize your plants you can uh cut back ones that are that are um, in need of it but there's not a whole lot else you have to do uh if uh, people are not sure on what to do uh on our website at greenlandgarden.com we have your uh, a whole uh, little youtube video on getting your yard ready for for the winter and you can watch that and it actually gives you a lot of this basic information that i'm talking about right now perfect now moving inside folks obviously still like to have a little bit of vegetation around them, a little bit of plants uh, inside the house uh, during the winter time. What would you say are, are a couple of uh, plants that people should look at and say, hey, these would be great ones for inside the house uh, for this time of year? Oh, well, that's that's like opening up a Pandora's box. Here we've got so many choices. For anybody who, uh, you know, the thing about new gardeners is a lot of them have already gotten into um, a lot of the really cool house plants already. That's one thing that we're seeing uh, younger generations, and meaning that I'm an older generation now, but younger generations just flocking towards. And we love that. And mostly because of the benefits of them cleaning the air, like not only for the, you know, uh, emotional benefits of just taking nurturing a plant, but they actually do good. But if you're looking at things like that, you want to put in that are very easy. We have a big selection of them. We have, you know, whether it's snake plants, uh, the monsteras, peace lilies, they're really good for air cleaning, but you also can almost ignore them. So my advice is, is when you're coming in to uh, purchase a house plant and Greenland does have, that's something that we're very, very strong in. It's not only the selection, but also the advice. Let us know where you're trying to grow it and we'll guide you to the right plant for the right place. Because just like outside, if you're starting to uh, make these collections and you're planting or putting them in the wrong spot, it's, they're going to be unsuccessful. You know, I personally don't have a lot of uh, strong south uh, light. So something like a snake plant is perfect for me. I can ignore it. It doesn't care whether or not I'm, uh, you know, taking care of it for probably two to three weeks. I can go without watering it. But we have a, a lot of different choices for it. So that's a great way. And again, on our YouTube channel, uh, if you go to uh, plants that purify your home, that is one of our top hit uh, videos on it. And it's just the basics on plants. Like 
You know, we do our YouTube videos just so people from Alberta can get accurate advice on plants that are available in Alberta. Well, I think that's a big thing too, is people can Google to the cows come home, but the the bottom line is um, you you need to do things specific to your region when it comes to these horticulture topics. And that's why it's great to have places like Greenland to help out. Absolutely. Like even the products that to feed them with or to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. uh, It's really important because so many times people are Googling and I'm like, what, where did you get this from? (laughs) We're not in Arizona or Florida here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes, we that, that is one thing that we I mean, that's what we're in the business is of helping people be successful gardeners indoors and out. That's, that's how we started. And that's how we're continuing on. So well, the advice sure helps a lot. Thank you, Deb, very much for joining us today. Anything else you want to add? If you have any questions, you certainly if you go to the website, greenlandgarden.com, we have answers on almost every topic, again, that are pertinent to Alberta. But you can also email us or just stop in. A lot of times people just come with pictures and say, you know, I want some houseplants to put in this area of the house. That's what we're good at. We're good at helping you repot it, getting at planting it, and also just giving you the basic advice. So um, go to local garden centers. They're the ones who, who know what they're talking about. So I just encourage everybody to shop local and thank you again for supporting us. Deb Sermon from Greenland Garden Center in Sherwood Park.